Hey podcast, welcome back to another episode. Now today I'm going to be talking all about motivation, discipline and staying consistent with your training and your riding. Whenever there's a time where on social media I'll ask people what the biggest questions are or what the biggest struggles are at the moment, almost always motivation to train, motivation to ride, motivation to eat right and then staying consistent with it all will come up. I think people are either just getting a rut and they'll really struggle to get out of that rut or there'll be times where they'll stick to it for a week or two and then something will come along and it will totally throw them off. So in today's episode, I just want to sit and chat about that in general. So about how to get training, how to get riding and how to keep at it consistently for long periods of time. Now, first of all, the big thing that underpins motivation to do anything in general is the purpose and the why behind what you're doing or why you're doing it. I think, first of all, before anything, if you're struggling with motivation, you really need to understand why you want to train, why you want to ride, why you want to eat well. And you need to understand it on a really deep level. So if it's just because it's a hobby and you enjoy it, well, as soon as something more important comes away, like comes in the way, like your job or your kids or something like that, if it's only a bit of a hobby, then you're just going to push it to the back because it's only a hobby. It's something that you do for fun. Other things are more important. So you really need to understand why it's so important to you to take the time to train and to take the time to ride, to take the time to eat well and just in general to be a healthy person. Now, obviously, this varies massively from person to person, but taking the time to do all of those things, it benefits your life hugely. If you've got kids, when you're training, when you're exercising regularly, you're going to be, you're going to inspire them. So, you know, they're going to be able to look up to you and see that it's something that they need to do because dad or mum does it. It's going to give you more energy to be able to play with them and to, you know, run around after them all of the time. It's going to help you to be able to deal with those stressful times more. So I don't know about you, but I always find when I'm riding and training, I can handle stress way more. And if I go through a period of time where, for whatever reason, I'm not doing, that's when I find it much harder to handle stress and adversity and all the things that are thrown at you. So that's just one example, you know, training for your kids to be a better parent. The other side of it is, you know, if it's for your work. So for me personally, MTB Fitness, my business is obviously massively important to me. Now, I very much see taking the time to ride or train on a daily basis to be hugely tied to the success of MTB Fitness because I'm, I can think much clearer when I'm training. I feel like I'm just in a much better space mentally. I feel sort of proud of myself when I train and I've got more confidence and that massively ties into my business and not just because it's a fitness business, I think any kind of business or any kind of work. So that's a huge motivator for me. And then the other side of it is for Sophie as well. Like I know that I can be uh, a bit grouchy, shall we say, <laughs> when I don't ride and when I don't train. So for me, going and training and making the time to do it, even if that means taking a little bit of time, you know, away from Sophie, away from spending time with Sophie, I know I'm going to be a better husband because I take the time to do it. So I think, first of all, when it comes to motivation, you need to understand the why behind it. And what you'll find is that most people, or all people really, who consistently train and consistently ride, they really understand the why and the motivation behind doing it. 
one of my clients, um, or one of my ex-one-to-one clients, he, how old is he now? He's about 17 now, and around about the age of 60, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he was told he had a 95% chance of dying. Now, you know, almost a miracle. He had operations, he went through all the chemo, and he came out of the other side. Now, shortly after that, he came and signed up with me one-to-one um, a few years ago to do personal training. And his motivation at the time, he told me this harrowing story about going through his chemo and getting out the other side. And he told me that his biggest motivation for training was because he wanted to live for as long as he possibly could to be around for his wife and his kids and to see them get married and to see them have kids. And he also wanted to have the best quality of life possible. So for him, training, riding is all about extending his life and then making the years he's got left as good quality as possible. And I think the older that you get, the more important that becomes. Um, so for him, you know, that's a huge motivator. And that means that he'll quite happily get up at 6am and go to the gym because he nearly died. Like He's got all the motivation he needs to make the most of the time he's got here. So I hopefully this has kind of like triggered some thoughts for you. And if I'm saying to you, why do you train? Why do you ride now? And you're thinking a bit of a weak answer comes to mind. You don't really have something that's truly motivating you. Then I would really work on that. I would sort of go and sit down with a coffee with no, um, no distractions, maybe some music on if you like, you know, turn the TV off. And then I just sit and ponder why is training so important to you? And then when you understand that you're going to find it so much easier to get motivated because you've got that real deep reason now that doesn't mean that you're not going to have days where you don't feel like it where you can't be bothered everybody does but you really understand the deep root reason of why it's so important to you now when you understand the reasons that you should ride and you should train and you feel like you've really got to the bottom of that you then need to flip it on its head and you need to spend some time considering the things that stop you from training and from that stop you from riding and then try to understand why that happens. Now, sometimes you've got the time aspect of things, like, you know, things pop up, you have to work late and you can't get around it, so that may, you know, that stops you going that night. Things like that come in the way. But one thing that I often find with people is a feeling of guilt around training and riding. They feel guilty for taking that time away from the partner, away from the family, away from the work, away from the business, whatever it is. And they feel guilty for spending that time. Now, if this is you, this obviously comes back to that motivation, but I think it's on. you need to understand that training and riding and being a healthier person makes all of those things better, all of those relationships better. They make you a more successful, happier, and just a better person to be around. So it's understanding that. And then if you do have that guilt around sort of spending time away from your family or from your partner, then I would say sit down with them and just explain to them how important it is for you to train and ride. Because I can almost guarantee that they won't know, especially if your partner isn't into riding and isn't into training. I remember several years ago, Sophie just didn't get why it was so important for me to train and ride because she's not into exercise, it's not her thing. And it was only when I actually sat down with her and explained that it, it's amazing for my mental health, you know, it keeps anxiety at bay, it keeps my energy high, it's where I come up with these sort of um, ideas for MTB fitness and it's when 
it stops me from being grouchy and so on. When I sat down and actually explained all those things to her, then she understood it because she before may have just seen it as me going to the gym just because I enjoy it or going for a ride because I enjoy it. And obviously she wants me to do things I enjoy as all our partners do, but then sometimes you have to put it in front of other things. And I think it's important your partner understands why for that. So that's a massive thing. If you struggle with the guilt side of taking time away from your family and your, your partner, definitely speak to them. Um, and then, of course, you can, on that note, you can take times to then to train when it doesn't affect them. So it may be that you get up at 5 a.m. and you go and do it, or you do it at 9 p.m. at night. Like, as soon as you've explained that to your partner um, and you both agree on it, then it works better. I know a lot of my clients who get in touch and both themselves and the partner have a hobby like riding or climbing or going to the gym. What they will often do is they will diarise when they're going to do it. So my mate Stuart who lives up the road, um, his wife is really into running. She does like ultra marathons and all that kind of jazz. And he's into mountain biking, loves cycling, used to do a bit of road cycling, now I'm the mountain bikes. Now what they do, they have two kids, they just sit down at the beginning of the week and they both plan in sort of equal time for each other. So on a Tuesday night, it might be the dad goes for a ride and then on a Wednesday night, mum goes for the run. And that's sort of diarised and organised so they both know what's happening. But that obviously takes that communication to get that to work out between them. And I think that communication is a massive underpinning of ensuring that you're not going to rub up against each other and you're not going to have those clashes because you communicate about it because often you can't just assume that your partner knows what you need and vice versa you know you need to talk about these things so that kind of went into i suppose the psychological aspects um or the guilt around not wanting to train Another one, it may be that that's nothing to do with you when you're struggling for motivation. It might simply be that you're in a bit of a rut at the minute and it's hard to get out of. Now, I find that the hardest part for anybody to train and to ride consistently is to get started. Getting started is by far the most difficult part. It's hard. But when you, you've got to push through for that first week or two, and then when you do that, the motivation starts to come, the ball, get, the ball gets rolling, you start to build some momentum, and then it becomes much easier to keep up. Um, back in the summer, in August, I was away for, I think I went five weeks without doing any training or riding. Might have gone to the gym like once in that time, because I got married right at the beginning of August, and the week before was hectic leading up to the wedding, as you can imagine. And then straight after that, about three days after the wedding, we went away to America and we were away for the whole of the summer. I think we were away for four weeks, I think. So it meant that I had a period of about five weeks where I didn't train and I didn't ride. I came back from America about a stone heavier, as you would imagine. <laughs> Big portions and I enjoyed all of them. Um, and then I started training again in September. Now, that first week or two of training, honestly, absolutely sucked. Like, I went out on the bike and I was just dying up every hill. Like, I was struggling way more than I was used to. You'd get to the top of a tough climb and you're going dizzy, you're feeling a bit sick. You feel like your body's working against you rather than with you. And it was the same thing in the gym. Like, I had to do much easier workouts. But... Uh, sorry, within that time, I just did not feel like training. So I'd get up and if I was going in the morning, I didn't want to go. If it was at the end of the work day and I was due to go to the gym that evening, I didn't want to go. I literally had to force myself to do it. 
Um, now, when you do that, that first week or two is always trickiest, but then you start to get fitter, you start to get stronger, you start to get more energy because of all the training that you're doing, and then the motivation starts to come. So you've got to understand that for the first week or two, you're just going to have to force yourself to do it. Like There is no easier way around it. You'll start to enjoy it within that time, but it might be hard and you won't always feel like doing it. You just need to do it anyway. The sort of other thing that comes with that, you've got the training aspects, but then there's also the nutrition and sleep. And all three of those bounce off each other. Now, I think it's much harder to train if your nutrition's crap and you're sleeping for four hours a night, or if you're going out partying, for example, every weekend. Can't imagine many people um, listening to this are like that, but one never knows. Um, so what you want to do is obviously train, but then if you make sure you're eating well and you're getting your nutrition under control, and you're sleeping as well as you can do, those three things bounce off each other. So when you train well, you're going to be more tired in an evening, so it's easier to get to sleep, and then you find that you'll sleep better. When you're eating well, again, you'll sleep better because you are um, you won't be feeding yourself loads of sugar and caffeine and all the rest of that crap, um, so your sleep quality will be better. And then when you're eating better, you feel better. You're feeling your body properly. You've got more energy, so it makes it much easier to train. So the three kind of bounce off each other. But understand, at the beginning, it is going to be difficult. It is going to hurt. You are going to struggle. You are going to feel unfit. It is going to be tough. Um, you've just got to go through it. So many people, we're coming up to January now, so many people will get to January, join the gym or start riding or do whatever they want to do and then they'll just hit a wall and they won't get through that first week or two and they just don't understand that out of the other side of that it gets so much easier. So if you're listening to this and you're in a position where you're struggling with your fitness, you're struggling, you just don't want to start, understand that you need to push through and it does get better out of the other side. So you're feeling motivated, you want to get stuck into things, there's some definite hacks you can do and some things you can implement into your life to make it much easier. So I'm going to go through a few of these now in no particular order. Now these are things that both help myself and have helped thousands of clients over the year, especially through MTB Fitness. Um, so first of all, I think coming up with a plan is the biggest thing. So having a diary and understanding what you've got in and when and then you can plan your rides and your workouts around it. People who get to the end of the week and then look back and think, oh, I've not been to the gym or I've not done that ride I wanted to do, almost always when that happens, it's because they've just taken it day by day and they've kind of gone, yeah, I might go to the gym later when I get home, but they push it to the back of the head. You need to make sure you've got a plan in advance. So this week, I've had a super busy week with various different things on here, there, and everywhere. Our boiler's broken, so I've been waiting in for them. We're meant to have a plumber come in who keeps cancelling. I was out filming on Monday. Um, everything's been up in the air. So on Sunday, what I did was I just spent literally about three minutes looking at my calendar and figuring out what I had when. And then I've got an idea of when I'm going to train, when I'm going to ride, what I'm going to do this week. Um, and it's just about being proactive. So when you've got a busy week, you look ahead and say, right, I'm going to do this here, this here, this here. A lot of things might get in the way. You may plan six workouts or rides for the week, and you may only do four of them. But if you plan six, at least you're going to get four. You know, you plan three, you may only get two, but it's going to be better than none. You need to make sure you plan those things in advance. And then it's easier then to organize. So if you said, right, I'm gonna to go to the gym on Tuesday after work at 6 p.m. 
on Monday night, you pack your gym bag, you put it in the boot, you make sure that you've got a snack ready for beforehand in your bag, and then you finish work, have your snack, and you go straight to the gym. It's a bit more an autopilot, you're not thinking about it the same. Um, on that note, routine can really, really, really help. So if you just get into a routine of training and riding at the same kind of time, that can make it much easier. Um, I find when I go to the gym at the same kind of time, you know, about 5 p.m., it's the same people there. When I go at 8 a.m., it's the same group of people there. A lot of people go and train at consistent times every day. And then that just means it slots into your life. You just do it because it's a routine. It's something that you do every day. It becomes like brushing your teeth or doing the weekly shop or doing something else that you do on a regular basis. When you do it at the same time, same day, same place, it just becomes easier to keep doing it. Everybody knows that you're doing it. You know that you're doing it. You just rock up and go through the motions. One other thing that I find massively helpful is getting out of your own way. So... It's weird, really, because so I find that the easier it is to start doing something, the more likely you are to do it. And it can literally be something that takes two minutes to get in the way of you doing it, can make it, make it seem like a much bigger hurdle to start. So as an example of that, if you were to do a workout at home, this is very much me in COVID. If I wanted to do a workout at home, I had to clear a space in the office, move everything out of the way and go and get my gym kit on and then come down. Now that doesn't sound like much and most times I did it, but on the days where I really wasn't feeling it, the idea of sort of dismantling the office and moving out of the way felt like a big hurdle. Now what helped me in COVID times was I started training in the garage and I created a space where I had dumbbells laid out, I had the resistance bands wrapped up and I had a mat on the floor and I never moved that space. And then all I had to do then was get my kit on go to my space and start training. And it's daft because it literally takes you a minute to tidy everything away, but it gives you that mental block, that mental hurdle of something else you need to do to start. Um, I always try to make sure that my bike is clean and ready to ride. So my bike is clean, the tires are pumped up and the chain is lubed. And then when it comes to ride time, I don't have to start getting rid of a load of like crap off the bike and rubbing it off and then lubing the chain up. You're just ready to go. It's much easier. You know, your, your helmet's hung up ready, your feet, your shoes are clean and dry. Everything's ready to rock. Lowering the barrier to entry makes things much, much, much easier. Now, one thing you can do to help that as well is planning in advance and then getting everything ready the night before. So if you wanna to go to the gym in the morning, first thing, put your trainers at the end of the bed, put your clothes out ready, and then as soon as you get up, they're there ready to go, so you put them on. And then as soon as you're in your gym kit, you start to get in the mood to do it then, and then you go to the gym and you actually do your workout. Dropping the barrier to entry, making it easier to do it, makes things much, 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 you know, it doesn't even make things much easier. It just makes you more likely to actually do it because you don't have those hurdles to get over. Now, I want to finish with this. It's become a bit of a cliche, but there's motivation and there's discipline. Now, sometimes you're going to feel motivated. You're going to want to train. You're going to want to ride. You're going to be looking forward to it, and you're just excited to do it. Other times, you've had a long day, you've had a busy week, you've got other things going on in your life, you may just not want to do it. 
you can't always rely on motivation. You don't always feel like emptying the dishwasher. You don't always feel like going to work. You don't always feel like looking after your kids. You don't always feel like cooking dinner, but you do it anyway. You need to treat training and riding as the same, where even though you don't feel like it, you've just got to force yourself to start sometimes. Sometimes you need to rely on discipline, not just on motivation. You need to make yourself do it and then as you start to do it you feel like it i think so many people wait to feel like it where in reality you need to start and then you'll start to feel like it you've probably had this experience but how many times have you been for a ride and you really did not want to go but when within about five minutes you're out the door and then you know you really enjoy it sorry for the ping that was funnily enough that was the plumber i'm waiting for the plumber to come and he's delayed push me back again uh um so yeah when you're not feeling like it um you get out and you do it anyway and then you start to get in the mood because you've actually started and you've actually got out there so when you feel like that just start you'll feel miles miles better for it on that note, I hope this podcast has been useful for you. Um, hopefully it makes you feel motivated, you feel like getting out there and cracking on. If you have any questions, please drop me an email to matt at mtb.fitness and I'll be more than happy to help you out. And if you like my help with your training, if you want to get really stuck into something that will really help get you motivated and get you the best results, then go and check out the MTB Fit app. You just go to the website, mtb.fitness, and then you sign up on the website. You can't download, you can't sign up in the app. So you sign up on the website first, create an account, and then you download the app and you can log in. And then in there, you'll have all your workouts there for you, your MTB-specific workouts. You can train in the gym, you can train at home, it's up to you. There's tons of stretches in there, there's interval sessions, there's just everything you need to really get stuck in. And I think really that comes back to that barrier to entry and making things easier. So when you've got the app, you know it's ready to work out time. You go to the gym and you just flick up the app and then your workout's there. You press start on it and it tells you exactly what to do. It makes it so much easier for you. So yeah, if you want to go and check out the app, mtb.fitness, all the information's there. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time on another episode.